Today on It's Time. Instead of skating through life, getting by with the very minimum I need to, what I do, I want to do as unto the Lord. Hello and welcome to It's Time, the daily teaching ministry of Pastor Mike Kessler, the pastor of the River Christian Fellowship in Twin Falls, Idaho. Today, Pastor Mike is teaching on the book of 2 Peter. The study on 2 Peter is part two of the Peter series, and if you'd like to catch up on the series, 1 Peter is available for free download through the iTunes podcast store, or you can purchase it from CSN at 800-357-4226. With 2 Peter, here's Pastor Mike. First Peter really dealt with external issues. Second Peter deals with internal issues. And these internal issues, I can't think of a better message really for the New Year's resolution kind of mentality that we'll all face tomorrow uh, than really looking at this. Let's open our Bibles. Second Peter chapter 1. And let's pray. Father, we come to you in Jesus' name and we thank you, God, for this time that we spend together. A time, God, in which we set apart in our lives each week for you to have total access by the work of your Holy Spirit to conform us, God, not just now, but each and every day that we live, but this special time in which you administer to us that you would realign our purposes with yours. And so, God, now we ask you that your Holy Spirit would empower us, that you would give us, God, that supernatural insight to transform us, to separate us, God, from what we've been in the past to what you want us to be today and the days to come. And so we ask you now in Jesus' name, by the power of your Spirit, that you would change us. Thank you, God. In Jesus' name, amen. You know, the Holy Spirit wants to do something brand new in our lives each day. Friends, that's not just something that happened when we accepted the Lord, but it's something that God wants to do each day in our life. And because of that, there's always going to be a battle. And your heart is the battleground for the purposes that God has for you versus, you might say, staying the way you've been. And maybe, if you're not born again, staying in the darkness apart from Christ. Uh, the devil goes to great lengths to keep a person from coming to the knowledge of a saving faith in Jesus Christ and that ongoing, you might say, reformation that God wants to do in our heart and lives each day. Well, as we said earlier, Second Peter deals with internal issues. And these internal issues really deal with growing in Christ. Because growing in Christ, the best antidote to keep from falling into the world, to falling into bad doctrine is to know what you believe or a faith that's been established in Him. Now, every one of us, as we live our lives each day, we're going to be challenged by many different idealisms and thoughts that come to us from all different sorts of input sources. Whether it be the words and the songs on the radio, your friends at work, television, movies, whatever. There's a whole gamut, you might say, of ideas that are out there that in some way are trying to influence you in the way that you think. This is one of the problems we find right now universally in the world and what's going on in Iraq. Now, I don't want to be politically energized here, but I'll tell you this. What the United States is, friends, is more than a bunch of really great laws in government. 
A lot of people think that's all you need to have a government, is to have really good laws and a constitution. That that makes a government. Friends, this is the whole problem right now in Iraq. They have a constitution, they have laws, and the country is in shambles. Do you know why? Because there's more to government, and there's more to existing together than laws. There's an idealism of a faith in God. And as we find a continual, you might say, stripping away of our own faith in God, laws will not keep the United States of America together. And so it's more than just rules. It's a condition, you might say, of the heart. And so Peter here walked with Jesus. He saw firsthand Jesus' life here on this earth. He saw him die on the cross. He saw him raised from the dead. And because of that, it transformed Peter from that which he would never go back and be what he ever was again. And that was a fisherman of fish. But now, as Jesus said, you'll be a fisherman of men. Verse 5, and because we've already been over a little bit of chapter 1, but let's go back to verse 5. These are some practical things that you can do that will help you in your relationship with God and your fellow men. Now remember this. What you believe directly affects the way you live your life. If you believe that your evolved sludge, which your school systems teach your children you will expect to see a very low emphasis upon life. However, if you believe that you were divinely created by God, that puts a very high level of value on life. So what you believe directly affects the way you live your life. What you believe directly affects your New Year's resolutions and your ability to carry them out. So he says here in verse 5, Peter tells us, But also for this very reason, giving all diligence, add to your faith excellence. Now, we've already talked about this. This is review. But here, interestingly enough, Peter focuses on, you might say, the internal issues of a person's heart. Because as we shared the last time we were together, talking about this, we don't find, verse 7 is interesting, because he lists these different things, self-control, self-control, perseverance, perseverance, godliness. Godliness, you'd think godliness would be the first thing listed here in verse 5. But for this very reason, giving all diligence, add to your faith, godliness. It doesn't say that. Godliness is down the list. You say, well, what are you saying here? There are things that add up to godliness in a person's life. Godliness is not something, friends, that we turn on and turn off like a light switch. It's something that is a direct result of what else is going on in your life inside. Now, now here's what he's saying. If you're going to be godly, if you're going to add godliness to your life, these are the ingredients that you need to have preceding that godliness. Otherwise, godliness is an act. In other words, godliness is a show. It's not real. So notice what he says here. He says, for this very reason, giving all diligence, add to your faith, your faith in God, excellence. In other words, because you believe in God, what you do, you do the best you can. Not any old way to get done. Not, there's an old saying, never let it be said, I wouldn't do the least that could be done. Well, we don't want to have that said about us as Christians. 
What we want to be said about us as Christians in this venue or mentality of excellence is never let it be said that I wouldn't do the most that could be done. You see the difference? In other words, instead of skating through life, getting by with the very minimum I need to, what I do, I want to do as unto the Lord. Is any service to God any less than best? Think about it for a minute. It's because we reflect an air of who we serve. Anything that's worth serving is worth serving with your whole heart. Now, I know that some of you have to flash back hard on this, but think back when you fell in love. Think about that for a minute, don't you? But, you know, think back when you were in love. I mean, and you were going to go pick up your sweetie. And we've talked about this before, but I mean, you make sure you washed your teeth. You didn't want little green things in your teeth from the salad you just ate. You didn't want her to think you were a slob. You drive up to a dippity dumpster and clean out the back seat. You know, you drive down the road, Denver, done with my Pepsi, you're in the back seat. We were out to impress. Why? Because we were on fire in our heart. In other words, there was something that motivated us to change our behavior. Do you get it? And because there was something that changed our behavior, we wanted it to change the way people would look at us, namely her or him. Now, he's saying here, we add to our faith an excellence. That excellence is, is, is translated in everything that we do. And people see that. Now, friends, one of the greatest business, you might say, keys in being successful is whatever you do, do it the best. You don't want your competition to go around saying, oh, yeah, they can they can do this, but we can do it a whole lot better. No, you, you want people in town saying, well, if you want a job then, go to them. They're going to do it the best that can be done. You think about these principles, they don't, they don't just apply to Christianity. They apply to everything that you as a person will do in your life. If you go around in your business and you just slip slop it done, whatever, you know, you know, you know, uh, I don't care what it takes to get it done. Just get it done and let's get out of here. That attitude, let me tell you something, that's going to, that reputation is going to precede your business. A lot of people always want to go, I want to go to a business class and learn how to have a successful business. So I stay up late night and watch TV with this guy sitting in front of palm trees in Hawaii saying how to get rich quick. You ever seen those? I wonder about that. Have you ever noticed something else? All the bed commercials are on late at night. Have you ever noticed that as well? There's things that I've noticed. By the way, you can spend all the money in the world on a bed and not get a good night's sleep. Because again, it's something inside, isn't it? So, excellence. And to excellence, and that's what virtue means, knowledge. Knowledge. Now, friends, again, whether you're applying this, the principle is, of course, spirituality, but then it affects every aspect of our life, knowledge. So, to the excellence that you have, you add the knowledge. In other words, continue to increase your understanding of God. The Bible tells us to come and and study of Him and be taught of Him. And the reason why is this. The more you know about God, the more you're going to trust God. If you don't know somebody, you don't trust somebody. If somebody comes up to you in a store and says, Hey, buddy, loan me 50 bucks. You go, I don't know who you are. Get out of here. But if somebody that you knew 
and you had a relationship with came up and said, hey, I forgot my wallet. Can you lend me 50 bucks? You'd say, yeah, okay, you know, promise you pay it back, you know. And you lend them 50. Why? What's the difference? You knew one person. You didn't know the other person. If you don't know God, you're not going to trust God. So to add to the excellence in your faith, you add knowledge. Okay? And knowledge then increases and proves that just as God has been faithful, as an example, as you study the Old Testament, and you see how God always came through, you can trust God to know he's going to come through for you. God doesn't have favorites. But here's the other aspect. In your business, you have faith, you have excellence, you have knowledge. Stay up on your products. Whatever it is that you're doing in your business realm, stay up on it. Don't just say, well, you know, buggy whips are here today and here forever. That might be what they said in 1901. And then this thing called a motor car come along. What's that? I don't know. It's a fad. You know, our old building downtown, it's funny. It's built in about 1930, something like that. And anybody that was in our downtown building realized there was a real problem in that building. I would dare anybody, find a plug in the wall. I guess they probably thought electricity was a passing fad and never catch on. Because if you plugged in more than a coffee pot, it was lights out. A lot of times people fail to realize You need to be adding to your being what you are. Spiritually, you might say in in your business, uh, I think that we can preoccupy ourselves with a lot of things that don't increase us as a human. I, I think that we might see a lot of that go on today with the whole American mindset geared towards entertainment, video games, and stuff that really produce nothing in your life on the long run. This is a dangerous place, I believe, friends, because we see in our society an abandonment of things and principles that are going to make a difference in your life tomorrow. Now, you can understand that. Maybe it's easier for some of you to understand that in a physical sense, in a business sense, but I can tell you the same thing. In a spiritual sense, it's the same way. Because God endeavors to grow us up each day and move us, the Bible says, from glory to glory. Now, what does that mean? That sounds real Christianese. What's that saying? It's saying this, that where you're at today spiritually, God wants to bring you to a new place tomorrow. And the way you get to the new place tomorrow is in trust and faith in him and growing your faith. You say, well, how do you grow your faith? Know God. Because in knowing God, you trust God. Trusting God will bring that You might say that's settling in your heart. So he tells us. And to knowledge, self-control. Don't get spazzed out. You know, we all go through it, don't we? And um, self-control, friends, that's what our whole society lacks. I believe we talked about this last time we were together when we went over this. And like I say, I think this is so important, and we'll see why in here in just a minute. I believe this is so important that we understand these principles, because self-control in a fight, if you ever, I pray you never get in one, but you know, in the boxing ring, if the opponent can get his opponent to lose his cool, to lose self-control, he'll start throwing punches wily, and he will lose the fight. Listen, self-control is discipline. What is one of the things you would say if you universally looked at our society today that's lacking? Discipline. 
moms and dads, one of, what's one of the things that you see lacking in children today is discipline. Why is that? It's because, first of all, it takes time to be to discipline. And it takes a willingness on our behalf to be disciplined. Friends, listen, one of the prayers that you can pray to God and say, Lord, if I need to be corrected here, correct me. The Bible says the reason why God doesn't correct some people is he says they're illegitimate. They don't have a father. You, when you become born again, you've been adopted in the family of God. And because you're adopted in the family of God, God then corrects you as a son or a daughter of his. Now remember, because you're a son or a daughter of his, he corrects you in love. Friends, that's so important. Because in the world, there's correction also, but it's without love. Moms and dads, when you correct your children, you correct your children because you love them. The police department will not correct them because they love them. They will correct them because that's the laws of the land and they have to. And listen, when you see your child in error, you're going to redirect them and guide them. And moms and dads, that's part of your responsibility to your children. To bring self-control in them. See, when, when you're five years old, you, 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 there's no self-control. Unfortunately, you see it in a lot of adults. See, see, self-control is being able to use what God has given you and have it directly affect the decisions that you make. Just like we know, all of us in this room know we can't live on hot fudge Sundays. I had one last night. It was great. But I can't eat one of those morning, noon, and night and expect to walk through any door in this church. You know, we'd have insulin hanging out of our arms, out of needles. You know, I mean, we'd be in, we'd fry our pancreas right out of our body. What I'm saying is self-control. We understand it in a physical sense. Self-control in the spiritual sense is using what God's given you to control your bodily desires. Friends, we all have them. Don't think you're special. Well, Mike, you don't understand. I have a real bend on thinning. Oh, really? You're so special. We all have a bend on sinning. Our sinning is different from one person to the next. So why don't we just go out and if it feels good, do it. The philosophy of the world. The Epicurean delight. Why don't we do that? Self-control. Because you see the result of the behavior at the end, at the beginning. That's supernatural insight, friends. Self-control is that which you see the result. Okay, I can go to the party tonight. I can get wasted. And then the Holy Spirit says, yes, and you do that, you're going to wreck your car. You're going to end up in jail. You're going to ruin your life. And we go, I'm not going to do that. Why? Because self-control takes over because you see the end at the beginning. This is what God wants to do in your life. He doesn't just do that for special people. He does it by anybody that's called by his name, which prevents you from getting yourself into trouble. God wants to protect your life. So you add the self-control. Seeing the end at the beginning. Friends, listen. Allow God to do that in your life. If you're in business, self-control. See the end at the beginning. Your behavior today directly will transpond in how you, how you run your business at the end. Self-control. Okay, let's go on. He says, self-control, perseverance. That means hanging in there, not giving up. Now, I know a lot of times we get weary and we get tired and we want to just say, oh, it ain't worth it. Listen, you don't think Moses got tired? In fact, Moses oftentimes would go to the Lord and he'd complain. 
And you know what? God would continue to sustain him and reason with him. That's where I believe perseverance is directly rooted in prayer. Because prayer, once again, realigns our value system with God's. We remember Jesus when he taught the disciples to pray, not thy will, but thine be done. See, our, our, uh, uh, my will is not God's will. Remember that, friends. I know we all want to think we're super spiritual, but we're not. And our will generally does not line up with God's. I need a supernatural transformation every day to be about my father's business. Otherwise, I'll be about my business. That's Pastor Mike Kessler with It's Time. I'd like to take this moment to invite you to get your free copy of It's Time to Grow, the new believers booklet written by Pastor Mike. It's Time to Grow answers many of the questions new believers have in a clear and concise manner, followed by the scripture references for each statement made. It's Time to Grow can be yours simply by dialing 800-357-4226. That's 1-800-357-4226. Or you can order it online for free at csnradio.com. Don't forget, if you'd like a copy of today's program, you can call our toll-free line I mentioned before, and that's 1-800-357-4226. Also, the daily free podcast is available through iTunes by searching for It's Time in the iTunes Store. On behalf of Pastor Mike and all of us here at the River Christian Fellowship, thanks for listening, and tune in next time for It's Time. It's time.